everybody, to another episode of Rabbit Ears. I've got one of my favorite people, which I know I say every time, but I generally only record with people that I really, really like, so it's valid every time. <laughs> Welcoming back Mr. <laughs> Nicholas Haskins from Nikolai's Kitchen. Nick, what up? I love you. Thank you so much for having me back. It's I love being on I love be except for except for that one time. We all remember the one time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the best time on on Rabbit. Oh, I had the best time because I was with you. But yes, you know that was. If you don't know, Nick is referring to my infamous lost episode, which is legitimately one of the first episodes that I recorded with people outside of my original Rabbit Ears family, which was a whole thing we won't even go into. But it was no. you and Justin, and we talked about Lost, which I had only seen the first half of, and then was unimpressed with the second half. And you guys are super fans that I shit in your breakfast cereal. <laughs> Sorry. And I've I've adored you ever since. <laughs> I speak the truth. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Fucking Ben Linus is a nightmare character. I hate him. I mean, it's true. He is. But <laughs> I mean, we're talking. We're talking about a show today with with its own nightmare characters. So <laughs> facts on facts. Well, before we get into that, Nicholas, what have you been watching that you want to talk about? Well. I mean, it's, you know, you and I every year for live stream for The Cure, except for last year because we couldn't because of uh, delays and stuff. Because there was the COVID delay. Um, we, we've talked about Better Call Saul. So I got Rebecca into watching Better Call Saul. And we plowed our way all the way through that, finished the final season of that, and then, you know, decided after that to rewatch Breaking Bad because, yes. as you would. You know, of so course. we just yesterday finished Granite State. So literally we have the finale of Breaking Bad to go. Damn, y'all are going through it fast. Yeah. I mean, it's like Shit. it's it's kind of what we do, um, you know, basically. And well, I've got to, we're going to watch El Camino after that, because naturally, of course, also, we did that for Rabbit Ears, too, didn't we? We did. Yeah, we no, did. we did it for. Um, Netflix and Soil, we did a takeover That's for Dan right. and Caleb. That's right. Neither of them were there because they didn't have any knowledge like you and I do. That's right. So yeah, so yeah, we're we're finishing Breaking Bad, and it's. I mean, we're going to talk probably this year's live stream for the Cure. I would imagine, or well, next year's. Yes. It's not 2023 yet. Uh, about the last season of Better Call Saul, but but I will say, like, if you haven't done a Breaking Bad rewatch since finishing better call Saul it's really really genius uh the way that they have written better call Saul to so perfectly complement breaking bad like the way that it calls calls back to so many things and then like so many different things are it's just it's genius I mean it's Vince Gilligan Peter Gould they're geniuses we know this um so that uh I've been watching that I'm really excited to finish that uh been watching Veep with Rebecca because you know I had to watch it for this episode of the show but I also got her into it and she absolutely, absolutely loves it. So that uh, Modern Family I've been watching again because I really, really love Modern Family. Agreed. And uh, just cooking shows. Cause that's, <laughs> that's like what we mindlessly put on, like Chopped or Beat Bobby Flay or whatever else. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's it. I can't think of anything else really off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure. No, that's it. That's it. We'll leave it there. <laughs> Dope. I didn't finish the last episode or even start the last episode of Better Call Saul until maybe like a week ago. I don't know why. Maybe I just didn't want it to be over, but I put it off and I finally watched the finale and it was, without giving away anything, 
note perfect in my opinion yep. i fucking it was they they crushed it mm-hmm. um where i do the breaking bad rewatch i think i want to start better call Saul over and watch that all the way because it's been so long since i've seen the earlier seasons i think i'm gonna do that before i do the breaking bad rewatch yeah um i watched the second season of white lotus on hbo that was wild Oh, I've been watching Yellowstone, the Kevin Costner show. Mm. It's basically like Western succession. I'm on season four. The season four opener was some of the most intense TV I've ever seen. It was fucking phenomenal. Wow. So love Yellowstone. Um, Dan and I watched 19 or 1899. That was crap. Um, <laughs> that's basically all I've been watching in the last month. And that's not counting all my Bravo shows. That's a whole other. Yeah, that's, piece. that's a subcategory. Yeah, that's a subcategory, but I will say it's at least five new episodes of different shows each week. So, like, that's a lot of TV. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love you. Never change. I will. I promise. I don't think I could at this point. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. So, Beep premiered in 2012 alongside of Smash, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, Girls and Arrow. So wow. not a great year for TV for the most part. Don't trust the bee is amazing. Though. It is. The movies, I went with a political influence for the movies I'm listing. So we watched Argo or no, we watched Argo. So Argo came out, um, The Hunger Games, Lincoln and Zero Dark Thirty. I've seen all of those except for Zero Dark Thirty. And then the music was Somebody That I Used to Know by Gautier. I Will Wait by Mumford and Sons. Let Me Love You by Neo, and What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. <laughs> I unabashedly love all of those songs. Oh, my God. I don't What Makes You Beautiful is like my hype-up jam. I love that. <laughs> Even my two-year-old niece loves it, because sometimes when I'm riding over there, I'll hear a song that I'm like, she would love this. And she does. She calls it the Beach Boys, because the music video, they're all in a beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She's the funniest. Oh, my God. All right. So Veep Deets. Veep aired from 2012 to 2019 for seven seasons and 65 episodes on HBO. It is rated an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. It was created by, and the story was by, Armando Iannucci. We're going to edit that so I don't sound like I'm illiterate. Jesus. Armando Iannucci. Oh, my God. (laughs) I did it twice. Did Mike McClintock write your Veep talking points? <laughs> Mike McClintock with Mike McClintock. Wait, <laughs> I did. I am so Mike. I highly relate to that false bastard. <laughs> All right. So this show is about a former senator, Selena Meyer, who finds that being president of the United States is nothing like she'd hoped for and everything that everyone ever warned her about. The show has a huge cast, so I'm just going to list yeah. The main mains, um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Tony Hale, Anna Klumski, Reed Scott, Timothy Simons, Matt Walsh, Gary Cole, Kevin Dunn, and Sufi Bradshaw? S-U-F-E? For Sue? I don't know. That's her name. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Nicholas, what do you love about Beat? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, you you know me really well. Uh, you also know a Dan quite well. Mm-hmm. And, like... You know, you you you've seen our friendship dynamic enough now to like know that like the way that we talk to each other is we like insult each other a lot. Yeah. Because it's what we do. So this was a show that was made specifically for me. Because 
because all these people, all these people do, and all these people are, is it they're just incessantly horrible to each other. Correct. It's like Selena's like the eye of this hurricane of just like horrible, terrible people, and everybody else is just kind of orbiting around her. And I mean, and and just rewatching it, like. I love how just whip smart it is. It doesn't wait for you to get the joke. It just keeps moving like really, really fast. Like the episodes are so quick and and things hit so quickly. Like you think about like old school sitcoms, like in front of an audience with like the laughter and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it, this kind of show, like if you think about it, it wouldn't work for that because there's no time for the audience to stop and laugh because you're moving right on to the next joke. So it holds up really well on rewatches too, because then you can laugh at different stuff that you never caught through the first time. Oh yeah. The characters are just, they're either hapless losers, complete, complete shitheads. Uh, or some mix in between there's like so few like really really redeeming characters in this show but they're all really really great like they're all really 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 great whether you love them or whether you really really hate them i think Mm -hmm. every character in the show is really 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 memorable and like when you watch tv when you watch a show you want it to stick with you you want parts of it to just hang in your memory and just be things like you think about it and then you laugh and you think about it and you laugh and that's veep like it sticks to you like it sticks in your memory like there's it's so fucking funny it's so fucking funny for the subtle off the cuff lines that that these characters have just like the the quiet moments uh, uh, I, there's so many things to talk about with this show there really are i totally agree it's kind of seinfeldian in the way that the characters are just all terrible and they never grow and never get better so that is interesting to watch and it's kind of fun to just watch all of these people have terrible things continue to happen to them because they're terrible people who make terrible choices (laughs) and i feel like it's satire but it also probably isn't too far off on how our government is run right i really yeah it's troubling in that sense my favorite thing about this show like it is the furthest thing away from pc that you can get they don't pull any punches any controversial sensitive topic is on the table and i love that every single character is capable of holding their own in a verbal spar like there's nobody who you feel like is getting trounced and can't stand up for themselves or can't you know hit back with a equally horrendous thing to say they're all able to insult the shit out of each other horribly (laughs) i love that I also love Gary and Selena together. Like the two of them from the jump, Tony Hale and Julie Louis-Dreyfus are such great comedians and every little bit of their performance is so funny and they complement each other so well. I just love them together. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing too is like Tony Hale is so great at playing like those moments, even when he's not saying anything, when he's just, he's always just there kind of in the background and like it's really weird to just kind of peg gary at different points in the background of the show just doing <laughs> random things and like he just he feels like he's more important than he really is like he's gary is really like so meaningless <laughs> to like anything else that <laughs> happens in the show but like 
obviously Selena would never do any of these things for herself. So she has to have a, essentially a manservant there to literally do anything for her. But yeah, like, oh my God, I, I love him. I, I really, really, really love him. You know, one of my favorite moments, <laughs> <laughs> like after god when is it is it i can I mean, it's hard to track moments from the show yeah. when they happen but like but like when he has that like giant meltdown he like freaks out on everybody i think it's in season four i think it's in season four when he like chastises her whole her whole uh her whole staff for failing her because he was the only one who cared about her yeah. campaign and everybody else is a bunch of losers <laughs> and they fucked it up yeah i know exactly what you're talking you know, about one of the great things about this show is too is i was thinking about this i think it was yesterday but it's how everybody in this show is really good at what they do until they're in selena's orbit and then they become really really bad at it think about how like um god bill erickson like they bring in diedrich bader as bill erickson and how he's this like ruthless campaign manager and then you get him into the fold or leon west too who's the washington post reporter you and then he gets in with selena's crew and then they're all just bumbling idiots whenever they're all <laughs> together like you put them all together and they're all just really really stupid like they always do the worst wrong thing in every scenario everyone <laughs> and like every time so many episodes if you think about it are structured in that way where they're building towards success some way and then it's like it's like a jenga tower like little pits little bits get pulled out and then eventually by the end of the episode the whole thing has fallen over <laughs> it's just amazing in that way how every time they seem like they're like something good is going to happen good from their perspective, mind you, because right. most of the things they want to do or care about doing are pretty horrible. <laughs> like everything blows up in their faces and they're constantly going back on everything all the time. It's like I said, I love, I love how whip smart it is because it, it doesn't wait for you to catch up. It doesn't wait for you. Like there's moments in this show, like, and, and I don't know if you feel this way, but there's moments in the show watching it where you're like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> you almost have to like watch it, watch it again to be like, wait, what? Because like, they just shit just falls 100%. apart and happens so fast. I'm one of those people who will go on my phone and be scrolling and looking at social media. But this show is so fast. I couldn't do that without having to rewind and see what I had missed because there's so much happening so fast. Yeah. Oh, God. And then you were talking about, I just want to mention one of my favorite Tony Hale moments with him doing stuff in the background where you're clocking <laughs> his stuff. There was the one episode where they're in Georgia and um, what's his name? God damn it. And Gary accidentally vote. And so they've got the oh, green got the thumbs. Green thumb, yeah. So Gary's trying to do his whole bagman bit with Selena with only his left hand. And he's like behind her and he's trying to open her water, but he's doing it with his <laughs> mouth and then it spills. And then he like tries to go find somewhere to throw the top, which is in his mouth. And when he hands it to her, she's like, what the fuck is this? Do you drink out of it? And he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's just so funny to watch him in the background because he never stops. Did you ever, did you ever see, I forget which year it was that she won the Emmy for this, but did you ever see her Emmy acceptance speech where he goes up on stage with her? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, I, I can't remember which year it was that she won the Emmy for it, but yeah, she goes up on stage and he goes up on stage with her and is like whispering things into her ear, just like the whole dynamic of the show. It's perfect. You got to find it when we're done. I'm writing that <laughs> right now so I can look it up when we're done. Cause that sounds amazing. It's literally perfect. It really is. It's like, and so here's the thing, like you and I, we've done Parks and Rec on this show. 
Mm-hmm. It's still criminal to me in a way that Amy Poehler never won an Emmy for it. But the reason why she never won an Emmy for it is because Julie Dreyfus was basically just taking them every single year for Veep. And when you rewatch the show, like regardless, it's hard to really argue that she shouldn't because she's so masterful in everything that she does. Like Selena's a reprehensible character. Like, oh God, she's a nightmare. Bar none. But like, there are those little tiny moments where you can tell there's a human being somewhere in there. Like every once in a while, like they don't do it like super often, but she just has like little moments where humanity, like, like it's even if it's just like a look on her face, just like a lingering shot on her face for just like a couple of seconds where like this flash of humanity comes over and then she's like right on to the next thing she has to do to try to secure more power. Like she's brilliant in this. Like she's so, 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 so good. And she's, she's a nightmare, but she's lovable in that way like the way that she plays the character like you can kind of see how easily you could be charmed by her as well you know oh yeah when she turns on the charm it is stunning because you see her just making one political mistake after another but then there's these moments where she gets up and she's public speaking and she's actually crushing it and you're like god damn this (laughs) bitch i could vote for her yeah yeah oh she's just she is masterful in this and like there's so much nuance to her performance in certain episodes throughout the series where like i said it's just like you can tell that there is somewhere in there a human being and that if she ever just like left political life and like stopped chasing power that she could probably be like a good person that could actually do good things in the world but because she's this like ambitious power hungry person she just literally leaves a, a trail of people and bodies, sometimes literally, in her <laughs> wake to get what she wants. It's 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 scary how effective she is at it, too. Facts. So I also have Selena as one of my favorite characters. But who else do you love? <sighs> my... I also have Gary, too, because that's an obvious one. I mean, this has probably been something that like has been a recurring theme of us talking about other shows too, but like, how do you not love every person in this cast? I mean, really? Like, how do you not love every character? I love all of them to certain degrees. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> to certain degrees. Like, I mean, favorite, favorite characters. I love Kent. Uh, yes. Kent to me is, is amazing. Like, especially like when he just has those, like what the whole Nevada, Nevada thing, like just <laughs> <laughs> or daylight saving time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely love Kent. Like I love he's just so dry. And I love his obsession with Sue at one yes. point where he's just like so enamored of Sue. Uh like I love Well, because she's so efficient and you know how Kent is just a robot and obsessed with numbers, and she is the one person on the show who executes her job the way she's supposed to and does not fuck things up. Yeah. Really. She's the only one. If I had to pick a favorite, favorite character of this show, it's Richard Splett. I love him. I just love his like random, like he'll randomly say something. And then like, he just has that tagline that he just, that he just adds. I don't know why I said that or like whatever else, <laughs> like the different things that he just adds in there. I love him so, so much. Uh, he was one of my favorite, like, cause he's what season three, he shows up for a couple episodes, but then he just kind of stays throughout the rest of the show. And that was just the gift that kept on giving because I think he just got better pretty much every season. I did not like Richard at first. I didn't like start to like Richard until they paired him up with Jonah because that was great together. And then 
Richard with Selena was also good. So yeah. I hated him initially, especially with that girl, Kathy, they had him with, like the other inept person at Selena's yep. campaign headquarters. Yep. <laughs> they were annoying as fuck, but Richard was the one who got MVP, like, or most improved, whatever that means. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, oh, God. Other characters. Well, you say some, because I, I mean, I, I just, okay. I have too many. My favorites are Sue... Dan, Gary, Selena, Mike, Ben, and Kent. I feel like Mike is so oh my tragic God. How did I forget so about Mike funny. McClintock? Fucking Mike is just, he is such a mess. Like when it starts off, like one of my favorite running jokes to skip ahead is Mike with the fake dog in season one. <laughs> and then it like switches to his boat the next season where he's got this fucking boat that he bought and he can't get rid of it. And then the whole debacle with his kids, like where he and Wendy are trying to adopt. And then Selena puts sanctions on China and the adoption gets shut down. So then they get a surrogate who gets pregnant with twins and then they get the Chinese baby. It's just like, he can't fucking win. This guy cannot get ahead to save his life. I, 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 Oh my God. I love him so much. And I love, like, I love his, like that snappy demeanor he has with the press, like just telling like his random dad jokes and stuff. He's so funny, but then like, he just, he's so inept. Like he's just so yes. inept and just kind of aloof. <laughs> I just, I love him so, he's so, so much. bad at his job. He's just like, such a so tremendously dipshit. awful. He's such a dipshit. <laughs> I love his dipshittedness. Oh my god! I love Ben and his however many heart attacks he's had and doesn't know anything about his family. Like he's at the house. I think he's doing an interview with Catherine for his doc, and his wife comes in. He's like, I "Thought you guys were in Italy?" She's like, "No, that was last month." <laughs> Ooh, I love him. And then Sue. Sue is just a model of efficiency, and whenever anybody doubts her like somebody i think comes up to her and was like are you sure you set the meeting for 8 a.m she was like are you asking me if i'm short <laughs> everybody's like no no my bad my bad <laughs> or like that whole sexual tension between her and kent in those like couple seasons i think that's so funny is it like the first or second season when she has a boyfriend or whatever and then like it's like she even has her romantic relationship and her sex life like rigorously <laughs> scheduled <laughs> <and> everything. <laughs> of course she does i love sue it's really sad that she disappears in yes! what is it season I think I think season five and six she's not in. It's season six, um, and most of seven she has a brief appearance at the finale episode, yeah. but she's gone basically the last two seasons. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm guessing that the actress got another job or something like that. She just disappears like really without any explanation, and I really don't know why she would. Unless, like like I said, I would guess that the actress had to have gotten another job on something. I mean, I guess it makes sense for the character because Sue is just still working in the White House. Because they said that they were going to keep one member of senior whoever around and it was yeah, Sue, true. I guess they kept. Yeah. So, like, they explained it and it made sense. But I was very sad to see her, or not see her, I should say, for the last Well, then two they seasons. have the whole running joke about how long Sue has actually worked at the White House. Like <laughs> she's apparently been there like for hundreds of years <laughs> yeah because well, uh gene parmesan i forget the actor's name but the guy from arrested development yeah, yeah. who's the he comes in and he was like hey sue it's good to see you i haven't seen you since last time and the last time he was in the white house was like the late like 80s, the 80s so everybody's yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> oh my god i love that shit I feel like Dan is the perfect soulless monster, and he has just these zingers, these things he says that are just so evil <laughs> that you can't help but laugh. Oh, uh, I love him. 
I really... He's a monster. I, I, he's, yeah, I mean, he's probably, like, I don't know, would you say he's the biggest Selena enabler in the show? Him and Amy, though, like, him and Amy are both, like, really, really bad at enabling all the terrible things that Selena does, too. Yeah. Well, there's this one part where Selena asks Amy to do, like, a autopsy of their last campaign and to, like, list off where they made mistakes, and she's explaining... <laughs> things that selena's basically done and selena's doing the things that she's saying she's doing and like shutting it down like (laughs) so like even if they tried to do the right thing by her she just will not let it happen (laughs) she can't get out of her own way she's a fucking mess oh my god who else do i love i love uh, i love minna because i love sally phillips oh my god i love her on my hate list that's on my can't stand them list i love her well i love her so much i love her so much because she's a great foil for selena like she's really like the anti-selena and i love their scenes together (laughs) i think their scenes together are really really great there was the first episode where Minna was in and her husband gropes Selena and Gary like sees it and he gets in between them and he's like, oh man, we have to go. There was a major border violation. He's like just staring daggers at this guy. He's like, we have to unleash the full bite of our nuclear arsenal on Finland. Hi, Dan. Dan says hi, but quietly because he respects me. Oh, here he comes. He heard me say that you respect me. You got the dogs barking. Why would you do that? Anytime he runs up on me, Anyang has a shit bit. She does not like it. I do not respect any women. (laughs) True. All right. So characters that I don't like. I said Mena. I also don't like Marjorie, Catherine, Karen Collins, Uncle Jeff, Richard and Kathy when they were together. Teddy is the one time I don't like Patton Oswalt. He's just... He's not adding anything aside from intense sexual harassment. (laughs) I don't know. I just wasn't feeling that character. Like Catherine and Marjorie are the worst. They suck all of the, I guess that's the point. They're not supposed to be people who have personalities, but God, they're draining. (laughs) They exhaust me. I I think that's why why I love them so much too, though, because they they work so well within the universe of the show that they are just literally just they have no personality. Like they're just like and they're, and like they're like morally like if you're watching the show from a moral perspective, they're like the characters that you should glom onto the most or should like the most. But like they're so against everything in the show. You know what I mean? Like the energy of the yeah. show that they, yeah. they 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 just feel like they're just out of place i i mean i still i still love them but i mean i get what you're saying i hate characters what the hell is he doing now he's being a fucking creeper (laughs) he's what oh he's trying to get poppy to calm down oh he's actually being respectful again (laughs) oh sucker all right so this is going to be another running gags category similar to arrested development i'm sure you have a at least a couple that you would like to mention, as do I. So I'll let you tell me what are some of your favorite running gags. I mean, just where do you want me to go? <laughs> I can go first if you I want. I mean, me you to. can. Yeah, I mean, you can go first if you want to as well. But like, I mean, in terms of running gags, we we haven't really mentioned him very much yet. But can we just mention like the human tragedy that is Jonah Ryan? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> holy shit! 
<laughs> the things they say about Jonah are just <laughs> horrific. I think Amy had just gotten an abortion and she's in the room with Jonah and somebody's like, you know, Amy, you're supposed to leave the mangled aborted fetus in the dumpster and not bring it to work with you or some shit like that. It's just damn. One of my favorite lines, I think it's I think it's like even in season one, it's like right after you meet Catherine and she's like, why are we letting the guy with the police sketch face of a rapist tell us what to do yes. or whatever? Like, I mean, like in terms of running gags and I mean, in terms of characters alone, holy shit, is he just the biggest piece of shit? Yeah. The fact that he is like the brunt of all of the abuse of like everybody else on the show is just perfect. Like, I love that no matter what he is just like, he can't avoid just getting mercilessly harassed. Merciless. When you watch this show, like you should never be Jonah Ryan ever. Uh, Jonah Ryan is literally the fucking worst person ever, but he's probably one of the best characters on the show easily. <laughs> Initially, when I was watching the show, I was like, damn, I feel a little bit bad for Jonah. But then that same scene where Catherine's saying he looks like the police sketch uh, of a rape, rape pedophile, whatever he, she says, he's like scamming on women and like being so creepy and sleazy that you just they make it so you <laughs> don't feel bad for him at all because he really deserves all of the verbal abuse he deserves every bit well, i like it. it when like they continue that so much through the seasons like when montez is president and he has a meeting with her like there's another woman in the room and it's like they won't leave <laughs> they won't leave him alone and he's like what i'm not gonna rape the president <laughs> like they literally won't leave him alone in a room with a woman because he's such a piece of shit Earlier in that episode, he's talking to a woman. Another woman comes up to ask if she's okay. He's like, why are women always doing that? Why are women always checking if other women are okay when they're talking to me? I mean. I love that shit. And, and then, like, I mean, we talked about it already once, but, like, Mike's ineptitude is it's just it's just amazing one of my favorite things that they did in the show i think it's in season five when when catherine is doing her documentary and then they show mm -hmm. like catherine's actual documentary movie they have that scene where mike comes back into the office because he thinks yes. they're having another secret meeting and then he's like nope not today and then they all come back in after <laughs> they have a secret meeting about mike like it's just i love oh my god i love mike so much he is just such a goddamn tragedy like he really 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 is except for wendy i feel like he batted way out of his league getting kathleen kathleen and jimmy is that her name she's a treasure and i love that because mike's so depressed in the first couple of seasons and then when he and wendy get married he's actually got some like joy in his life even whenever um selena thinks that she's gonna drop out of the presidential campaign He's like, oh, I'm going to quit. We're moving to a farm and we'll raise ducks. And then POTUS decides to step down and everybody's like, they're playing the game of telephone and saying Selena's going to be president. And everybody's like excited or whatever. And Mike just throws his head back and like sighs <laughs> like, I was going to raise ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh he hates his job so much. He really, really does. And I love, um, okay. I'll let you go. I'll let you okay. go. Okay, so the first couple seasons, the Sue did the president call every episode, and it's always yeah. no. <laughs> I love when Selena accident, like she picks the day for something, what is it they were doing? And they were rescuing people, but then she lost a man his leg. Yep. And so then she's like funky about people like, like that whole season. It's so great to <laughs> clock it every time too, because they'll just have like, Amy comes into the office and just like puts her leg up on a chair. So it looks like she's missing a leg. <laughs> 
Or Selena's like sitting on her own foot and then she sees it and she like breaks herself. <laughs> it's like the leg thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. The Jonah jokes are great. Um, I love whenever Gary would be whispering his karaoke into Selena's because like the stuff that he would be saying was either super helpful or usually not helpful The least at helpful all. thing ever. Yeah. It's like, I don't know who that is. Um, oh, God. When the staff, especially Gary, he seems to be the most subjected to it. Overhear or see Selena pre or post coital oh actions. Like, there's the one that I'm thinking of when they're standing outside of Selena's hotel door and she's in there with Ray and they can hear their whole conversation. And she's like, what is that on my forehead? I think it's the imprint of the bath mat. Like, just... <laughs> It's so fucking great, especially like in the later seasons or whenever she's back with Andrew, the repulsion on everybody's face whenever they're like doing anything is amazing. Like, what is it? Catherine, Catherine ends up in a closet or something. Like <gasps> well, she's fucking Tom James. Yeah. Isn't that on the documentary? I feel like I think, it is. I think it's the documentary. Yeah. Skip ahead. That's one of my favorite episodes. I love that one. And then the ninth episode, I think in season four, which is the testimony, it's all the hearings. Yeah. yeah I love that shit <laughs> okay since we're on it what are some of your favorite moments episodes story arcs what else oh my god let me think because there's i mean i had it in my head and then i just lost it so one of my favorites is when selena walks through the glass door and gary gives her the saint john's wort which oh my reacts god, with yeah. her antidepressants <laughs> and so she's basically high as fuck <laughs> And she's like vibing with Gary and he doesn't notice anything. And she invites herself to his parents' 40th anniversary. She agrees to buy Mike's boat. She goes and pees with the door open so everybody can hear her urinating. And she's just in there laughing to herself. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, they're like riding in the car back from the fun run. And she's like, Mike, I think I have a hazy memory of agreeing to buy your boat. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> And then Gary was like, but my parents 40. She's like, I can't go to the parties of parents of my staff. Like, how would that look? She's like, I thought your parents were dead. You never mentioned them. <laughs> and then Danny was just like, yeah, I thought your parents were dead. <laughs> it's just, oh, I fucking love that shit. That's one of the rare moments where you see the human behind the Selena facade where she's just hanging out and having a good time and laughing and talking shit about all their coworkers. It's fabulous i love like when karen comes into the show is it, what is it in season four i think it is and you're exactly right like probably the character i hate most on the show but i mean but you're meant to you're really really meant to yeah. hate the character she's terrible and i i love that whole meltdown that amy finally has like amy yes. finally just breaks and snaps and just like lists off this rant like we're never gonna have another woman president because we had one and she sucked so bad at it <laughs> Like, and, and, but then like it immediately, like Amy's the same way Selena is though. Like, so she's like incredibly opportunistic, incredibly power hungry. So Amy is still willing to literally cut anyone's legs off or anything like that. Yeah. Amy's, Amy's a complete nightmare. They have this, that, like that thing in like the later seasons when like, it's clear that she kind of just like wants to get out. Like she wants an out and she wants it to be with Dan, but Dan's just too much Dan to ever like ever really go along with it yeah. like i really love that um i guess it's another another running gag to throw in there but like we haven't talked about roger furlong and will yet 
I really, <laughs> really, really love their dynamic and how badly he abuses Will. And then I love that episode where they flip it on its head because they go to dinner at his house and he is like so proper and polite and everything because of his wife. And then like, the second she leaves the room, he turns right back into just like the biggest asshole and i absolutely absolutely love that oh my god like like i said i love i love in the final season how richard just continually keeps like finding his way like stumbling into better and better jobs like <laughs> just yeah. i absolutely love that because richard's like probably the most wholesome character on the show like i like that he's the president at the end of the show it's like you've left the veep universe in a better place somewhat although i really and i i love uh, like that final episode too where they're trying to get selena's casket into the thing and then the guards like because it's shaped like a vagina and they can't figure out how to work it or get it open the men can't figure out how to get to the crypt <laughs> not the clip the crypt and then like that the fact that like the, they're bringing in the model of the library and everything and marjorie comes in it looks like a vagina <laughs> and then they call it the vagibrary or whatever like the whole rest <laughs> of the episode <laughs> I love so much about this show. I really, really, really do. It's, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> when they're doing the initial debate for the nomination, it's like Selena and Thornhill, Pierce, Maddox, and Chung. And in the back in the green room, you've got Doyle, Furlong, and Ben yeah. just roasting the <laughs> roasting fucking all of people them. that are debating. Like, Pierce, every time he takes a sip of his water, he's, like, dribbling it all over his shirt. <laughs> Danny Chung's telling his story. He's like, oh, here goes the story about rescuing the guy from the burning tank, and then we all get tortured. <laughs> and they're like, if only Pierce was there with all that water, he could have saved them. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, and then Maddox gets on that whole the whole conversation about holes and Pierce is like pulling out his fucking prop of a plug and keeps coming back to it. It is just such a nightmare. Oh my god. I love it. Um, I also love we already kind of talked about part of it, but when Selena finds out she's gonna be president and she goes into the bathroom at the homeless shelter, which is like the most disgusting yep. bathroom. Yep. She tells Gary, Gary gets a nosebleed. He's sitting on the toilet. She ends up on the floor, like digging through the Leviathan <laughs> to try to find, and she's like pulling out every fucking crazy thing, like a magnifying glass and a book about biking. And they're just dying laughing and just like, can't stop. I love that like the show doesn't let her win at that point, like, because she's still campaigning at that point when she has to step into it. It was an inevitability in a, in a political show about somebody who's like near the office of the presidency. There's always going to be some way that they're eventually going to get written into being the president. And I don't fault the show for that, but I also, it annoys me because it's that type of show that they have to do that. But I like that when they have her campaigning that she doesn't win, like yeah. that she still loses. And then it's not until she completely sells her soul and has completely destroyed literally everybody around her that she is finally able to win at the end. Like, it's so heartbreaking that moment in the finale before she goes on stage to accept the nomination because, you know, Gary was like the one person who really, really cared about her the whole time, even though Gary's a shithead in his own right, too. But like gary that's I know. that's when she finally wins is when she sells gary down the river it's it's and so then heartbreaking Jonah as her vp yeah. like it's the worst decision decisions that she could be making as a human but it's what ends up getting her the nomination and eventually the presidency which just shows how bass awkward this shit is and it's interesting 
to put in perspective or like to frame I think season five, six, and seven, maybe even season four, Trump was running and was in office during that time. So just seeing the complete ineptitude of politicians with that in mind is troubling. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 very clear, especially in the last season, that they definitely, you know, basically made Trump or made Jonah into Trump. Like, he's just reprehensible as shit. Like, everything he thinks is, like, even worse somehow than the last thing he thinks. But because he's an asshole and he's an idiot, but he plays really well to the other really, really dumb people. Like, I love that they kind of plant those seeds of, like, you're you're, you're pulling really well with, like, really, like, fringe, like, terrible groups of people and all that. I There's a definitely a shift in writing, like, it's somewhere during the series because real life politics in the country at that point had become so shitty that it's like the real life has become the satire that the show is trying to be. (laughs) Exactly. It really did though. It's kind of scary in that way if you think about it. But like I said, it was a trapping of this show because it was a show about the vice president. They were always going to do it. And I just hate it had to do the thing that it was supposed to do. But like I said, I, I like that they don't let her win in season four. I like that they don't let her win until she's literally destroyed every relationship, every one around her, like completely. Like that I really, really loved. Going back to Gary real quick and how he was a complete sycophant and up her ass. But there was the one time where Selena was basically telling him that he's just a glorified bag man. He doesn't do anything. And he's standing up for himself and actually yells at her. Yeah. I was so proud of him to see him not getting walked all over for once and to really stand his ground. And then she actually ended up being like, okay. And they moved past it and moved forward. She didn't, you know, improve her behavior or anything, but it was nice to see Gary shut that bullshit down. It's like you said before, like this is the Seinfeldian in that way that these characters don't learn. They don't grow. Like every one of these characters at some point kind of has that moment where they, stand up to selena like dan does it with the whole abortion thing like when they're trying to determine her position on abortion and he just like literally has a complete meltdown over it every one of these characters eventually like inevitably has like some kind of meltdown where they like flip out on her but then the show just keeps moving anyway and like nobody learns anything like because like amy quits but then she's back but then she like it's like every character is like wafts like in and out of this circle so many different times it's (laughs) It's, it's amazing. Because everybody's jobs change so frequently. Yeah. But they're like you said, they're still in each other's orbits. Like Dan at CBS and he's still interviewing people yeah. and like in the world. And then, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, the other favorite episode I had was when they actually showed Catherine's documentary. Yeah. It was fun to see like the things that have happened during the season, like sometimes subtly represented, like Mike with his baby nursery and then it turns into his man cave and then it turns into the baby cave and he's wearing like all the capitals hockey stuff because that's when he thought he was going to get the NHL. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that. And then you said when he circled back, he was like trying to catch them in a meeting and then they actually had the meeting and then they showed this one part where I guess Jonah was talking on the phone and he's like, how am I doing, son? I'm eating so much pussy, I'm shitting clits. But he's like he's standing in an elementary, in an elementary school. school classroom. <laughs> and then his Uncle Jeff starts flipping out and, yes, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and Sue. Sue was pixelated because she wouldn't give her consent for her image to appear in this film or any other ones. 
I fucking cracked up with that shit. And then what was the other thing? Hold up. Oh, no. My other favorite episode was the episode when they're in Georgia and like Gary did, Gary and Mike accidentally voted. So they've got the green thumbs. But then they're sitting at some meal. And I guess the person who was running the opposition, whatever it was, he was poisoned by the other dude. So there's this whole fear of food being yep. poisoned. So they're like all sitting at the table with their soup. And Selena's like, Gary, taste it. I just want to make sure it's not poison. And he's hesitating <laughs> and he finally does. And like, then Selena goes, oh, it's got carrots in it. I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> She's so evil. She's such a nightmare. And like, honestly, if yeah. if karma is real, then she deserves everything that she had to go through. Because, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the series reaches like that perfect point where it gets down to the end. And I mean, yeah, like, like can't can't kind of loses his just robotic icy exterior when she's considering picking Jonah. And then like Amy's like basically in tears, like begging her, like, please yeah, for the love of God, don't begging, pick him. Like you cannot do this. Yeah. That's the thing that I love most about it. Cause ultimately Selena doesn't care about any of these people. That human part of her does like that little 1% like tiny sliver of her, like that breaks through. There's that one moment near like the very end of this, of the series where like, she's just alone in the oval and like, she just has that moment of humanity where she just kind of realizes everybody that helped her get there like everybody that was there was is gone and i mean i again I, I just love the way that this series kind of builds and like everybody else is like there's so much once they are away from her they're all so much better off yeah like kent dan and ben make their consulting firm or company and they're actually kind of crushing it and yeah. then Selena decides she's going to run because she got credit for Tibet and they all get back with her. And all of a sudden we're back in a fucking pickle bumping contest. Again, like the smartness of the writing and the depths that she's willing to go to, to recapture power and everything like that, where she is at the conference to accept the Nobel Peace Prize, the lower one. And I love that she's <laughs> giving the speech and says it under her breath, but like she's there to accept the award for freeing Tibet. And like minutes before she's like to the Chinese president, like I'll give you back Tibet. Yeah. She's so mercilessly shitty of a character who will literally step on anyone to get more power, to get further in her goals, aspirations, whatever, what have you. Like I said, you can't, you, you hate her. Yeah. You hate her so much, but it's Julie Dreyfus, and she's giving, she's so good in the role that you can't help but love her in that same way. Like you can't help, but just, God, she's so good as the center of this whole show, as like the anchor of the whole show. She's so, so good. What about when she commandeered Gary's 40th party so that she could get an investment for her library and she tells the story that Gary told her about his dad. I was just, and you see Gary's face the whole time and he's just realizing that as much as he thinks that like that she's a part of his life, a huge part of his life, that, that he is just a speck to her. Like it does not matter. His feelings are not important. She's going to do whatever she can for her own advantage and her own advancement. Yeah. Ah, oh, Gary. And then he wouldn't talk to her. So she's like, are you still not talking to me? And then she was like. I'm not going to apologize. He's like, well, I certainly don't have anything to apologize for. And then he ends up apologizing to her and she doesn't fucking apologize. Oh, Gary. Okay. What do you not like about the show or any of the worst parts of the show? Like anything you didn't care for? <sighs> I don't know. Like I kind of already mentioned it. Like I really, it's just, I think a trope of a TV show about 
the White House, the presidency, or with any of that kind of thing in it. Eventually, like, you just knew that they were going to write a way for her to become the president without actually becoming the president into the show. And I don't know, like, it just, it bugs me. It just bugs me. Just because it's like, I don't know, it just seems like the easy way out. Like I said, I love that they don't let her win, you know, in season four. I do really, really love that she loses. But I don't know, like, and, and that kind of like, what is it? Is it season five? I think is like the whole drawn out yeah. process of like going through the, the house because the electoral votes tied and then they got to go through the house and like her trying to flip votes and, and trying to get people. And then Jonah becomes a goddamn congressman and screws the entire fucking the entire thing, thing. which is kind of perfect for Jonah, though. That's kind of exactly what Jonah would. Jonah would, of course, fuck the whole thing up. Of course, she was like, please let him get to the floor and then give him any kind of cancer. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. One of my favorite stupid things was at the end of whichever season it was where Jonah is speaking out as a victim of sexual harassment. And he's like telling everybody how to do like self care checks on their testicles <laughs> and stuff. And the end of the fucking season, he's at the doctor um, cause he got like kicked in the nuts with his friends or whatever. And she's like, well, there's a lump here. You should really do self-test. She's like, yeah, I know every three to six weeks, whatever it is. And it's like, he's realizing <laughs> that all the shit he's been saying he wasn't doing. And now here he is with testicular cancer. One of my favorite things too, about like that whole sexual harassment plot line with Teddy is he goes and like meets with all these women that Teddy is also sexually <laughs> harassed and they all look just like Jonah. Like they're all, <laughs> I love it so, so <laughs> That was amazing. He's like, I don't look like a middle-aged woman, do I, Richard? No. <laughs> that was great. Oh, um, okay, so I feel like, and I guess like you said, it's a problem that we're going to have with this type of show. At least a third, if not half of the season was her campaigning for president. And yeah. I feel like we kind of milked that storyline a little mm -hmm. too much. I got I got kind of sick of it. Like season six, it was nice to get a break from her in the White House and seeing her like just confronting the issues with leading a normal life now and having to live with Catherine and all oh of God. that shit. And then she started dating that guy Jafar and she had to dump him because she was going to be president. I feel like yep. she could have been, even though he was definitely had some monstrous shit in his. Oh, for sure. I feel like they were actually kind of happy and she even cried a little bit when she had to leave him. So I felt bad for her there. Yeah. Again, just those little beautiful slivers of, of her humanity that pressed yeah. through. She has that one moment where she, she just like, it's like a little, like a little tear. And then like, it's immediately like, yeah, I'm going to be president. So she immediately just gone, you know, like, yeah. I love that so much about this show. I really, really do. What about, what was she she was at her mother's funeral and she was supposed to give a eulogy. And then she found out something like that. She, I guess, wasn't going to be able to do something with her presidency. So she gets up to give the eulogy and she's like, it's just not fair. I'm sorry. I yep. can't do this and starts crying. And literally everybody in the church is crying because they think that she's yep. sad about losing her mom. Or like when they, when they burst out laughing, like right after, right after she dies and then Catherine comes to the room because they're all in there laughing, like right after she dies, which I love that they circle back around to that. And, and then, and then at the end of the show, <laughs> Selena dies, Catherine brings in a big tray of margaritas. <laughs> in that 
that same episode, the doctor is explaining what happens when they quote pull the plug on her mom and it's like removing the ventilator, yada yada. So Gary <laughs> cannot process this. So he sits down like crumpled in the chair. And then Selena <laughs> calls him Stephen Hawking and it shows how he's sitting in the chair. It was ruthless. <laughs> it was just wow. Wow. Oh, my God. All right. So shit, I didn't like um, the Catherine and Marjorie stuff. I didn't like at all. And I I have a little bit of a problem with them saying that Marjorie's Native American. But in actuality, the actress is like, I think, Hungarian, English, and maybe French and Welsh. So like that was a little yeah. meh. Um, I also felt like they did like a bunch of flashbacks and flash forwards in the last season. And so one of the flashbacks was to Selena giving birth to Catherine and Gary, I guess, was a candy striper there and was super (laughs) fucking creepy. That was weird. Oh, my God. But then Selena, when they hand her the baby, like how she's just the worst fucking mother. The worst. (laughs) She is a nightmare human being. It's like when she tells her family that she wants to run for president again, she's like, if you guys are not with it, I won't do it. And Catherine just starts sobbing. And yeah. she's like, oh, you look terrible, honey. She's like, well, I didn't really care if you said, no, I'm going to do it anyways. I was just doing you the courtesy of asking, even though I'm not going to listen. Well, I love that they have that moment with Catherine, too, where like Selena gets like really depressed and like where she's not going to be able to run for president or or whatever it is. And like she's just sitting in the office silently and like like hasn't moved and like they can't get through to her so Catherine goes in there and it's like my life's been entirely fucking miserable and the only thing that's going to make it worth it is if i'm the daughter of the next president and like kind of snaps her out of it <laughs> oh poor Catherine. like i said i like for the energy of the show like morally like they're the characters that you would glom onto more but you can't kind of help but hate Catherine. Like yeah. the same way that everybody else does. Cause she's just a tragedy of a human being herself. <laughs> she, Oh, one of the running jokes was that season five, when she's filming her doc and it's literally every time they're saying or doing something horrible, she's in there with the camera. She's like, Catherine, get out of here. You can't use that. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Do you, Oh, I missed one before. Is there any lines or actions from the show that you have adapted into your life? I do not have any because I have only just recently watched all of this show. But do you have any? Other than, like I said, you've seen how Dan and I talk to each other. <laughs> like, you know, I already was just doing the whole thing where, but, but like, I, I genuinely love Dan, though. I don't think any of these people no. genuinely love each other. I think they all, well, most of them anyway, are just pretty soulless. But like, I don't know, like, I just have always, that's always been me, just like insulting the people that I love the most. That's so Dan and I, we both, I don't like hearing nice things. Like if it's, I love you so much, you're the most beautiful, whatever. I prefer to hear you're a stupid piece of shit. I hate you die. That, because we say the opposite of what we mean to each other. And that I can hear better than the fucking flowery, goofy stuff. Like that Amy. Oh my God. What about when Jonah marries his stepsister, but then he keeps calling her his half sister and they correct him, but then it turns out she is his half sister and he keeps calling her his stepsister. Oh my God. Holy fuck. Jonah is just like, like I said, he's by far the worst character in the show. Like in terms of like how reprehensible a shit bag they are. 
but Jesus Christ, I love him so much. All like, the shit with him is so funny. He makes the show like in so many different ways. Like he really, really does. It wouldn't be the same show without him. It really wouldn't. As reprehensible as Selena and like all the people that work with her and like in her office are because they all hate him. Like it gives you a target for your own hatred as well. One that's guilt free to hit too, because he's such a fucking skis that you <laughs> don't feel any remorse for just <laughs> eviscerating that gangly motherfucker. Oh my God. I love when they just have like the whole thing in the hearing when they're just reading all of the different yes! nicknames they came up with for him. <laughs> Jonad. Oh my God. All right. How do you feel about how the series ended, Nick? I love that she had to destroy the last real like actual person who cared about her in order to in order because like she's so ruthless like she will literally step on anyone that she has to in order to in order to in order to get to power so like i feel like in a way it was the only way that it kind of could like i said it's gary as much as like Gary would literally become a serial killer if Selena told him to. Yeah. Gary's definitely got his issues as well, but like he very genuinely, you can't, I don't think say it for any other character in the show. Gary very genuinely cares about her. And it's again, like that's the most heartbreaking thing is like she sells Gary up the river to save her own ass. And like, that's literally like the final, the final thing that she has to do. So like I said, I, I think it's, I think it's a good ending for the series to take it kind of in that direction. Where else could it have ended? I try to think about when I think about a show ending, I, I yeah, I really love her alienating literally everyone that cared about her or that worked to help get her where she is to where, yeah. you know, when she's finally there, they're gone. You know, she doesn't have any of them there. Except for Kim Wexler, who's the new Amy. Oh. I loved seeing her. And Charles McGill was the governor that yeah. Richard Splett ended up uh, taking over for. Which how perfectly, like, I love how perfectly he just slips into this universe. Like, how perfectly he fits. Even though he's in one, he's in one episode, I think. But he's so perfect. Just in that one episode as the governor of Iowa. So, so fucking good. Okay, so... I like that we got the information or the story finishing up with the time skips, like skipping ahead to her being in the office and then skipping ahead 24 years to her funeral and seeing kind of where everybody is today. I liked getting the information, but I feel like time skips are a little bit Time skips hokey. are so definitely like, hokey. Especially when there's like multiples in one episode. It just, that part feels a little bit lazy, but I also don't know how else they could have done it. And I like that we got to see like, Amy says to Dan, the last time I saw you, your wife was being born. He's like, oh yeah, 2019. <laughs> I love that moment when they're, what is it? They're at Jonah's dad's funeral or whatever. And Dan's there with Dan's girlfriend is the abortion doctor that aborted their, their oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, She's like, yeah, I know who I that is. I think the more perfect, like, like, cause they, they, you tack on the coda, like you fast forward in time and i think you you only needed to do that because we needed like we needed that closure for gary's character like we didn't really need to follow up with any of the other characters i don't think i find it super weird that amy would marry bill erickson of all people but then but amy has terrible she taste really in does men. that's very very true i feel like the only reason you needed that whole coda was just for gary like for gary to just get that moment where poor gary <laughs> 
want. I feel so bad for him. And he brought her lipstick for her <sighs> still. God, poor Gary. I love him so much. He's I such know. a tragedy, though. If you want to close this series out perfectly, I feel like you do it in that moment in the Oval when she's just in there by herself. And she has that human moment where she realizes that everybody's gone. Like, she literally has severed every last connection with anybody who cared about her to get where she is and like if it fades to credits right there i feel like that would have been perfect like that would have been like yeah. literally the perfect final shot but you know i mean just in terms of like giving us that final moment with gary's character i did like and I, I i love that kent when he's not working at the white house is like a biker that goes and does all these crazy things <laughs> like there's just the re the most random shit that they come up with for these characters that it's just like played as a gag like one time Ugh, but it works so well i think that was in Catherine's yeah, documentary yeah. too yeah she because he's with a primarily spanish-speaking gang and he's like telling Oi, bato, andale. <laughs> he's like, telling them, no he says basta which means stop it that's what yeah. it was i love it so much I do. Okay, so I wrote down a couple of my favorite quote for the series. My favorite, though, is when Selena says, that's like trying to use a croissant as a fucking dildo. It doesn't do the job, and it makes a fucking mess. <laughs> I love that there's this whole thing with the family's first bill, and Amy and Dan are going to argue, like, different sides of it. And Dan is arguing against it. And he says that the family's first bill is class genocide <laughs> and declares that no one will name their child Selena after this. And, like, there's no more Adolfs. You're looking at the last <laughs> Selena. And then Gary just goes, Jesus, Dan, no more Selenas? <laughs> oh, I love when this whole episode, the last episode of season two, Selena's just telling Jonah to fuck off all episode. And the last one she does is like, Jonah, you like sex and travel, right? And then she just mouths it. Fuck off. <laughs> Selena's like, I'm at Walter Reed. I'm meeting troops and shaking God knows what. <laughs> She's changed her mind more than a child molester at Disney World. Um... Oh, and then with the abortion stuff, if men could get pregnant, you could get an abortion at an ATM and get the government out of my fucking snatch. <laughs> Those are my faves. I, There's so many, though, like the creative ass insults that they come up with. I didn't write any of the insults down. Because it would be a rabbit hole. I'd still be writing them down. We still yeah. wouldn't be recording because there's so many of them that are so good. I I love them all so, so much. This show is just so, so well written. God, these characters all hate each other so much. And they're so good at telling each yeah. other that. <laughs> oh. All right. Nick, is there anything else that you want to say about the show before we marry and bang and kill these fuckers? Yeah, I've been, I've been agonizing over the fuck, marry, kill aspect of hard. this because I'm like, who on this show would I want to spend any time with? Yeah. So like the Mary and the bang were super difficult. Actually, the kill was a little difficult, too, because there were so many to oh choose from. So it was like an abundance of options and then zero options. Yeah. I mean, it, just in terms of the show, like I like I said, I love how smartly written it is. I, I you know, to kind of circle back around to what I talked about at the beginning, but 
I love it doesn't wait for you. It does not wait for no. you to catch the joke, to catch the gag. Like it's not like you mentioned watching it and like playing on like your phone or like texting or doing social media or whatever. But it's a show that kind of demands your attention in a way, because if you're not looking at the screen, you're going to miss those little subtle things about Gary in the corner or like those little subtle, like I said, Kentisms where he's just like Nevada, Nevada, like that whole thing, <laughs> like all those little things and like the quips and like the really, really quick lines like Mike, especially is like so, so good. There's just like these little things that Mike will say like <laughs> where he just completely has failed at everything he's trying to do it's it, you have to so actively watch it and i love a show that respects me as a viewer like to demand my attention and demand me pay attention to it and to not explain the joke to me to not hold my hand and like cue the laugh track or like set up the gag here's the gag like this show just never stops moving forward at like a lightning pace and i love that about it even though it's like i had to go pee or something like that and i left it unpaused or whatever and then i'm like oh shit i'm too far behind now i'd have to pause to get up to go to the kitchen because i didn't trust even with my tv turned all the way up and i could still hear it there's too much like you have to fully watch yeah, it like think right. about like a single 30 minute episode of this show and i was kind of trying to think of this before we recorded try to think of a single episode and try to give me a, like a simple plot summary of a single episode so much happens in every episode i don't think you could sum it up in like a quick sentence i love no. that about this show like there's so much that's like i said this is by third or fourth time watching all the way through the series and like even watching like this time through like i'm catching so many things that i had never noticed before and like i love a show that's that rewarding to revisit too like to just keep going back to it and and seeing it. i think this was probably my first rewatch where I really clocked a lot of Mike's stuff. Like Mike as a character for me really, really probably became one of my favorites uh, on this rewatch. He's so pathetic and so tragic. Yeah. Remember when he dyed his mustache when he was the press <laughs> <Right> secretary? <laughs> <laughs> I forget what they said. They've had so many good insults about that yeah. shit. Well, I love it. Even when he had the boat, like, and he's sitting there in the press, in the press corps talking to the press and they're all just like talking about like abandoning a sinking ship and all this different stuff. He's like, is that a crack about my boat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, when he first gets the job after Selena's president, like the first day up at the podium, he is like crushing it. Like dad joke zingers, all of them are landing. And then the next time he goes up, there's like something serious has happened and he's trying to like crack these same jokes. And it's like, does the president think this is a time for jokes? No, no, no. He just, he can't, he can't get it together. And even, even with the baby nursery slash man cave, every time they show each next like evolution of that room, he's like, oh, I got to check for lead. Oh, shit, still got to check for lead. I love that he mounted the TV and it's like, oh, this is hard. But like, so they couldn't remove like this giant flat screen TV and then it became the nursery. <sighs> and it's like right above the crib. And he's like, we're just going to leave that there. Play some educational stuff for the kids. <laughs> and then him and Wendy had to move in there because they had three kids coming. And the bed's like the size of the room. All right, Nick, who would you like to marry, Jesus bang, and kill from Christ. the big universe? Kill for me was probably... I, I mean, you're right. It's hard because there's so many characters in the show that you'd want to kill. Uh, but Karen, God, I, I hate Karen. Like, she's such a nothing of a character. Like, I really do love that whole thing whenever they bring her in. And she never says literally anything concrete the whole time. She's she's just so shitty. 
so so shitty and i love that they keep bringing that character back to like they bring her back to um when they're doing the when they're doing the recount in nevada they're trying to have her and like she's arguing that they have to count everything and then they find out that the ballots are going for um o'brien they find out the ballots are going for o'brien and then like literally like the same day she's back in court trying to argue to get the ballots thrown out again that's what i'm talking about you can't sum this show up or a single episode up in like a sentence because there's so much that happens in a single 30 minute span it's unbelievable but karen karen easily has to be the kill um bang oh god i think the only reason i'm gonna pick this is because when she's engaged to buddy calhoun like he gets off on amy like berating him the whole time so i had to pick amy just just for that reason at the end of the documentary episode the little outro credits which is one of my favorite things that each episode does it's like the little shit they're showing while the credits are running Catherine's like how would you describe each of your co-workers and like I guess one word and everybody for (laughs) Amy is saying shrill did they say shrill they said shrill didn't they (laughs) yeah I mean Anna Klumsky's hot though so I'll pick her for bang although okay I don't know like there's there's so many people that it's like I don't even know but the hard one is Mary. Who the hell do you marry in this universe? Um, I don't know. What if I cheat and I just say I want to marry Michelle just so I can be married to Kim Wexler? Can I? Can I? Okay. Can I cheat and say I can? Yeah, you I can, can cheat. Fuck I can. That I shit. can cheat and say that because I love Ray Seahorn. So yeah, she if she doesn't is win. An angel on she doesn't Earth. win an Emmy next year because the last half, the back half of the the season is eligible. Next year, I will fucking riot. How is it that Better Call Saul has not won a single Emmy? That's disgusting to me. Although I will say when they did the Emmys this last year, I had seen most of the shows that were in the categories with them and they were fucking great shows too. Yeah. So, But they deserve it. It's their last season. They're never going to get one yeah. now. These other shows have time. Not that that should be, you know, the only deciding factor, but it's so good. It deserves yeah. it. All right. I am going to, I'm going to marry Sue. Because she's the only competent person on this show. I don't know that she would really have time for a relationship, <laughs> but I knew that going into it. So it's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm going to bang Charlie Baird because <laughs> he's probably the, I mean, he is a, a banker with some really um, questionable morals and some corrupt practices, but who isn't yeah, on the show? show yeah. So whatever. Everybody's a nightmare. And then I'm going to kill Andrew because that oh, motherfucker God, the caused worst. so much strife. He is just such a nightmare. And then he fucking, oh, we think that he's dead. And then Selena sees him. What was it? In yeah, Norway, in Norway. Just like on the he's side just of the randomly road? standing on the street. And I love that. That's just, they never even revisit that. They never even go back to it. It's just like this really quick shot of him just there. That's what I love so much about this show is like, again, they don't stop to wait. They don't stop to ponder on it. They don't stop to let the audience catch up with it. If you literally turned away from the tv for four seconds you'd miss that you'd have shot. no idea like that's what i love about this show so much yeah kill andrew can i use karen to kill andrew <laughs> and then somehow yes. kill her oh my gosh with that whole meyer fun thing and then selena like that's when the last time they bring karen back she thinks that she's gonna have karen be her lawyer for this whole thing and then she's representing oh andrew oh it's two of the worst people together doing the worst stuff oh <sighs> 
anyway. All right. Well, that's everything we did meet, bro. I love Veep so much. If you've, we've already ruined so many different things about the show for you if you've watched it. But like, I find it hard. This is probably one of the hardest episodes I've had to do of this show. Really? Because if you, like, like I said, there's so much that happens in so many episodes of this show. I feel like I can't do it justice talking about it, even as long as we've talked about it now. I feel like I can't do how funny, how well layered, how smartly constructed and written this show is like even even in everything that I've said like this whole time, I feel like I'm not doing it justice enough because that's how well layered, that's how smart it is. And I love that so much about it because like when I rewatch it again, there's going to be more stuff that I'm really going to kind of be able to pull out of it. Selena's just going to become an even bigger monster somehow, even more so than she already is. And it's like, that's one of the things I think too, that I, maybe I had forgotten about it or maybe I just love Julie Redreyfus so much or whatever it is, but like, she is a reprehensible fucking character. She is horrible. It's hard to watch it sometimes. Is. She is terrible. She is so, so fucking horrible. What about when she fucking co-ops Catherine's baby and even names him <laughs> when they hadn't decided on a name and then it's like holding him up like fucking Simba. Yeah. <laughs> Because she doesn't want the whole like narrative of her building her library on former slave quarters. Oh at my god! Like I have a black grandson. Of course, I would not let that oh happen. My That's god. terrible. Like, the genius of this show is creating a character who is so reprehensible, but yet because she's so well written, so well acted, you kind of can't help but love it and keep watching it. And it's, it's one of those kinds of things that's like, surely she's sunk as low as she possibly can. Surely she can't possibly sink any lower. Surely. And then every episode somehow finds a way to sink even lower. <laughs> There's so many sub levels that exist below what you thought was the basement. It's fucking mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, I just, it, this show is, it's. Like I said, I've, I've, like I said, th this was, this was the, probably the toughest rabbit ears I've done because I find it so hard. This show's not a show that you can as easily boil down into, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, you can't condense this show down. There's, there's too much in it to be condensed into whatever. Like I feel like I can't do it justice. I feel like no matter what I say about it, I can't do it justice. Remember when we did Arrested Development yes. and we kept texting each other things that we forgot yeah. to fucking talk about? It's this like is going to be the same way. It's like like there's going to be so <laughs> many different things. It's like, oh my god, how could we forget to mention this? Oh my god, how could we forget to mention this? Catherine, why is that your hair? <laughs> <laughs> We did our best. And that's better than anybody else on this show because they always do their worst. <laughs> especially Dan. Ugh, Dan's are the worst. Dan is the worst. <laughs> we can't stand Dan. <laughs> Dan sucks. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on and attempting to consolidate everything that is wonderful about this show. I think we did it justice. I really do. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. Have a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy whatever. Jingle. I'm ringing jingle bells. Ching, 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 ching. No. I'm not no. doing that. Could you do the Netflix and Swill thing where you just play jingle bells like the whole way through the episode, which Dan only does to annoy me? <laughs> hey, it also annoys Caleb. Caleb bitches about it too. I, 
I am not bothered by it because I'm hearing impaired and can just tune out like background noise, like nobody's business. See, I'm exactly the opposite. If I'm in a room like with a bunch of people and like a bunch of people are trying to talk to me or like I have to try to filter out one noise in like a noisy room, I can't do it. Like I can't filter noises out like that. So when he does, every time he does that episode, like literally all I can hear is <laughs> I swear they get louder every year too. They probably yeah. do. He's a That's, sadist. That is very true. Dan, we love you. Dan's a sadist. It's Netflix and swill.com slash rabbit ears. Dan, we hate you. Crawl into a hole and die and be dead forever. You suck. Well, I love you, Mr. Nicholas of Nicholas Kitchen. Is there anything that you want to promote coming up on your show soon? No. Okay, that's cool. Uh, tune in live stream for The Cure 7. Is it the seventh one next year? But yeah, um, Ashley will be there, God willing to talk about yes. the final season of better call Saul. And I kind of can't wait for that either. I know. Well, at some point I'm going to have you on here and we'll do the whole series. We have to. Well, that's it for us, everybody. Happy holidays. And yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Do you recall a document shared on the J-Drive titled The Jonad Files? Uh, no, no ma'am. No, that doesn't ring a bell. So it's not a word combining Jonah and Gonad? Not to I my can knowledge. confirm that that is exactly what it is, and Mr. Egan knows that. In fact, Mr. Egan, I was told that you encourage staffers to add to this glossary of abuse. I do not, uh, at this moment in time, recall the action, uh, nor the uh, document. Okay, maybe this action. will jog your memory. We have some extracts. J-Rock, Jizzy Gillespie, Jack and the Giant Jackoff, Galeon, Tinkerballs, Wadzilla, One Erection. Do we have to go through all of these? I'm not sure that I see the relevance. The witnesses claim they held their former colleague in high regard, and I am attempting to prove otherwise. Okay, yeah, sure. No, you can proceed. The Pointless Giant, the 60-Foot Virgin, Chimpanzee, Jonah Ono, Hagrid's Nutsack, Scrotum Pole, Transgender Formers, 12 Years a Slave to Jerking Off, Benedict Come in His Own Hand, Guy Scraper, The Cloud Botherer, Supercalifragilistic Expialy Dick Cheese, Teenage Mutant Ninja Asshole, Spubaka. Uh, my college friends called me... Uh, Tall McCartney. I preferred that. That's a good name.